Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Brian, how are we looking on YouTube? It is not live. Okay. So we are going to work through some technical difficulties here uh, while Brian gets us up and running on YouTube. We are good on Periscope right now. While Brian gets this set up, I'm going to introduce a young man who we have brought up from the sewers of the chat stream, a man who joins us on Wednesday evenings trying to pick Brian's brain about things like leverage and contrarian game theory plays. But we have promoted him to the big leagues. It is Osimo's Jake Hari. How are we doing, buddy? Good, man. It's it's good to be on this stream with you guys. And you know, I've been a, a longtime fan of uh, of Lulz. Um, what what episode are we at now? 119. So yeah, yeah, I've been here for about 119 episodes in the chat. Yeah, um, man. And now I get to finally join. That's right. Yeah, you were even a fellow uh, League of Legends thought leader with us here from the early days, weren't you? Unfortunately, uh, yeah, not not as early as you guys, but um, tried my hand at some League of Legends, and uh, now it's kind of other other sports are coming to the forefront, and so you got to give them their shine. But everyone knows that that League of Legends is number number one in our hearts, right? That's right. And I'm going to ask the question that everybody's wondering right now, real or fake brick background? I mean, we all got to know. It's fake. It's fake. Okay. It's just it's, wallpaper. Is Sorry. this something that Osmo headquarters, they send over to you and they're like, hey, we need a faux brick exterior here for your shows? No, it wasn't a requirement. Uh, my mom actually had the idea and she helped me set it up. So she came over and she, uh, she set it up for me. So it, it's nearly perfect. It does look like brick um just because of of how well everything's lined up so you're either we're live we're live on youtube okay we got it we are live on youtube you guys are joining if for the youtube people you just missed a big exclusive scoop that i got out of jake it's that his mom helped him set up his video background for him jake is either the most confident person in dfs or the most naive and floating that information out there but we thank you for that nugget that's not not exclusive he said that on a I've said it a couple of times. I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. my okay. Mom, mom helped me. Who cares? Now, are you are you in Chicago as well? Uh, no, I'm in Minneapolis area. Okay. I saw the Chicago Blackhawks, and then with yeah. all of Brian and Alex and everybody in Chicago, I wasn't sure if you were too. Uh, I'm a Chicago sports fan. My dad, uh, he, he grew up in the Chicago area. So I, I've always been Cubs since I was like eight years old. And then every other like sports team kind of stuck until I started playing DFS. And now it's just my lineups, number one. And then sports teams uh, fall way, way behind. Yeah, that's always a tough conversation to have. I always said like grew up a Broncos fan, 
you know, the, when the Broncos beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl and everyone was sending me texts congratulating me, I was like, I haven't been invested in this team since literally the second Clinton administration. So I don't, I don't know why uh, you guys are doing this, but it, it happens. Brian, when was the last time you earnestly rooted for a team just based on traditional fandom? It's been a long time. I said it before, nothing beats the tribalism out of you more than gambling. Like, I don't, I remember watching, like, uh, I was an Oakland A's fan. I still, I mean, I still like the A's. I just don't really even watch baseball anymore, but watching one of the playoff games in the early 2000s, and I was, I was nervous. Like, I was actually nervous, which is kind of embarrassing to be nervous over, that nervous over a sporting event. And, and I think their last, like, two playoff runs, I didn't watch a game. Yeah. It, it happens. It, uh, it destroys you. You're also, you got a poker background, you know, things that when you start to, think probabilistically about things all the time you it's almost impossible to just live and die with the results of one single team i don't know how you reconcile it something something about like gambling on sports specifically too i was just trying to think of an analogy for like poker like if you really like negranu or something like that and then you sat down with the table with them after playing for 10 years of your life as a professional like you don't give a shit about Negreanu, but like sports is even is, is more weird though. Like I think it's weird that guys are still like who play as much as I do still have like teams they root for and stuff. I think it's weird the uh, the other way around now. Well, it's funny you say that because have I ever told you my story of when I did play at the same table as Negreanu in a World Series of Poker event? No, go ahead. Yeah, so it was what I was doing my uh, my Pete Manzanelli alter ego, and I was out there making videos, and I was playing in this three K no limit tournament. I made it to day two. And my table draw has Negreanu on it. And so I, I'm in I'm in character and uh, I sit down with Negreanu and his table talk was like the most forced, inorganic stuff where it was like he was a caricature of himself because it's like Daniel Negreanu can soul read people. He can just get a little bit of information about their life and then make soul reads off of it. And he's literally going around the table just to some stranger be like, ever stolen anything in your life, bud? You ever, you ever stolen? You ever been arrested? Just like out of the blue, as if this guy says yes, then he'll like have a read on him that he's a crazy loose player. I was like, I don't, I don't like this guy. So uh, yeah, I immediately <laughs> got turned off to Daniel Negreanu's table talk about thirty minutes what you, in. What do you think about the Doug Polk Daniel Negreanu heads up challenge here? Did you guys see that? I love it. Did you, Jake? Are you a poker guy? No, I, I don't come from poker. Uh, I feel like I'm the only DFS guy that doesn't. Sometimes. You know why? You're too young. Yeah. So that that's it. Like when you guys were talking about playing in like the early 2000s, whenever I hear someone, like I was going to like middle school. How, wait, how old are you? I'm 25. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> 25 over here, Brian. So like they, 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 the government closed down poker when you were like, in high school or eighth grade even maybe yeah um something like that what was it 2007 11 okay 2011 yeah i was in high school i probably oh, i played time. i played poker in high school so you could have too i guess i probably could have and you know what's weird is like i've always been into gambling um even with like my dad like i like we would play cards or whatever and and just gamble so it's kind of like I'm surprised I never came across online poker. I guess I would have had to probably put in my parents' information or something like that, um, like a credit card, and they wouldn't have gone for that. That's what I did in high school. I I like used my dad's name. <laughs> so then, how did you how did you transition from those stories to becoming an NHL DFS thought leader? I mean, the NHL DFS space it's it's a pretty niche within a niche space. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never really played hockey. I was a basketball player growing up and I just kind of started watching it a little bit. And then I, I think it was, so I played NFL DFS first, but like everyone, it, it was super soft. And like, I was a sophomore in college. I think it was the first time I played, um, which is 20, 2015, I think. So right when, you know, every other commercial was DK and FanDuel spam. So I tried it out and like, I won, 150 bucks on like a $20 entry my first time. So I was hooked uh, and then lost a bunch. And then I tried NHL and lost a bunch and then got better. And um, it, you know, it's nice because it was a sport that there's not a lot of content for. So I kind of got noticed pretty quick and 
yeah, ended up at, at Osimo. So ended up in a pretty good spot. There you go. Did you did you ever read the book uh, Dueling with Kings by Dan Barbarisi? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that. Man, I, I read that like right as it came out. I think I got it. I was going on like my senior spring break trip for college and I was reading that the whole plane ride there and back. So, oh yeah, I, w- I was into that for sure. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I haven't read that book in a while, but I remember a chapter in there where he says um, when Bebam Ajeep or whoever his mentor was showed him what to do. I'm assuming it was fantasy cruncher and stacking. Cause he doesn't like explicitly say what it was in that, in the, uh, in the book. And he's like, and it felt, it felt like I was cheating, like, like that strategy. It's like, I bet I w- I'd like him to try the game now. play NHL <laughs> now. I guarantee he'd get, he'd get crushed. I don't care. I mean, I don't know the guy, maybe he would win, but I, I highly unlikely that he feels like he's uh, cheating anybody now. Yeah. Well, Dan Barbarisi, he's a, uh, he's a very uh, good writer and journalist. He's now writing for the athletic. Um, Jake could maybe attest. Do you see his screen name in the NHL streets at all? What's that? Oh, are you setting lock lineups right now for NHL? Yeah. You <laughs> so I uh one of the guys got scratched, so I'm just no, no go ahead. Go ahead. Brian and I, Brian and I can vamp here. Oh, um yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry. That was like that was like me, Brian, two weeks into League of Legends with the stacking. I'm like, I can't lose. I'll never lose again. <laughs> I finally became a winning DFS player, and then everyone else realized you just have to stack, and it all came crashing down. I remember so, watching one of uh, like when the when COVID happened and like the first stream, Brian, who uses ownership for everything. I mean, ownership in DFS is everything. You were even saying like you weren't even worried about ownership because people not enough people had figured it out in League of Legends and the contests were big and it was so soft. And then after that, everyone knows like knew like four three. Yeah, um, it took like a, it took like a month and a half or something like that. I would say. You know, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have taken, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It wouldn't, it would, it would have lasted a lot longer if there wasn't COVID and all these other, all these other high stakes players, we had other stuff to do, but there wouldn't have been games. It would have been back to 10 K GPP. So. Why Jake, what do you, so one of the big things right now with, with NHL coming back is, have you been disappointed with the, the size of the prize pools or are there contests that you're still excited about? I mean, they're they're not that different than what they were before. So I guess I can't be like I, I was jokingly asking for a million maker on Twitter. Uh, I tweeted at DraftKings a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people thought that was either funny or they thought I was crazy. Um, and it, it was to ask for a million maker, but they came out with the first tournament. Initially, was 10k to first in NHL after five months of no hockey, um, and then enough people complained it sounded like enough people emailed where they raised it up to 20k to first which you know there's only 20k to first at the ten dollar entry level um in dk nhl like maybe 10 or 12 times a year and most of that's all-star break in the first few games of the season so wasn't disappointed but it didn't fill and so tomorrow it's back down to 10k to first in their ten dollar which kind of sucks what would be your sales pitch to someone like me who has an open mind to playing lots of DFS sports, but hasn't dipped their toes in the NHL waters? How do you get me hooked on it? Um, it's, I mean, it's a stacking sport, right? So if you want, you only really need two things to go your way. If you want to do like a five, three stack or a four, three stack. So it's like league of legends, you know, um, in, in that sense, and I think there's there's an edge in playing NHL DFS just by playing guys that actually are playing and paying attention somewhat throughout the the um, like after the slate starts. So like late swap is a thing, but it's mostly just swapping down to a goalie who uh, ends up not playing his backups in, and it's essentially going to be the same projection. So you're not it's not like NBA where a backup might start, but this guy is terrible and you can't really global swap to him in NHL. You can. So it's, it's pretty low maintenance compared to like NBA. Um, not as low maintenance as like PGA, but I like the stacking aspect. You can do tons of different stacks. And if you have an optimizer and you do, you've got access to, I'm sure a couple different ones, Pete. Um, it's pretty easy to make lineups and it's a lot of fun. 
I like that. I like that veiled reference yep. of all these optimizers I have at my disposal, all of them around the industry. I just pull a different cover <laughs> out. There's another optimizer for Peter to work with. That's what happens <laughs> when you when you work for six different DFS and gambling sites. So I, I, let me give my take. On, let me give my take on the current state of NHL. Let's hear it. I know Jake's not going to want to hear this, but I think it's awful. So like the sweat in NHL is lame. amazing. The NHL sweat is the worst, in my opinion. Okay. Feel, feel free. That's subjective. I'm willing to admit that's subjective. Worse than NASCAR, Brian? No, it's better than NASCAR. It's better than NASCAR. I changed my mind. It's one of the worst, but the games are the games are tough, Jake, right? Would you agree with that? In NHL? In NHL, yeah. Do you think they're tougher? You think I, they're soft? I think, well, like what are we comparing it to? Like pre-COVID NHL this season – at the end before what, what do you, would you say the games are the gpps are are soft or hard uh i i don't know it, it's compared to a year before two years compared before. to a year before it well i had a way better year this year than last year so you, you were hitting a lot yeah i so, saw i saw some of them and maybe i was running hot maybe i was just you know when mm-hmm. i was in contention i i ended up getting first or second or something where um maybe last year I, it wasn't the same but i don't know i think the Players are mostly the same. There's a couple of guys that I think have gotten a lot better. Um, there's always a couple of guys that come out of nowhere and smash for a little bit, but they usually end up losing it all back. Um, so I don't like, I think it's one of the more soft sports. I, I think it's one of the more difficult sports. And I, I think it's gotten harder for sure over the last couple of years. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, the and like I think the reason is because it's such it's it's basically a niche sport. It's pretty damn small in the DFS world. Yeah, and Canadians love it. <laughs> so there's a million Canadians who <laughs> who know tons about it. So they put in a lot of work, and um, I think it's definitely gotten harder than it was a few years ago. Um, maybe you're right, Jake. And also too, there was no good projections. Two years ago, like there was nothing. You had to make your own, and most people's were probably garbage, and and, and they didn't stack a lot. Um, but like, and it's and and now we're playing it during the post-COVID rush of all these sports, so it's like taking a back burner. Where PGA hasn't PGA like seems like people have gotten more into it uh, these last this last month or two. So like it's. Tough going for NHL, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Jake's saying that the games are uh, – maybe I need to take another look at it. Jake, are you more of a cash-out guy or a deposit guy? <laughs> Depends which sport we're talking about. Uh, my roto tracker is pretty inconsistent. The one sport that is consistent is NHL. So I'm a, I'm a cash-out guy in NHL. Uh, I think I was a decent, decent cash-out guy in, uh, in NFL, specifically Showdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I would be good, any good at showdown. I don't think I do anything ridiculous. Maybe just the sheer size of the tournaments, uh, makes it way softer in NFL. Uh, but yeah, I've been a deposit King for sure. Maybe not as, as big as the deposit King. Um, but yeah, I think a little bit of both. It just depends on the sport. Yeah. And uh, what other what other sports are you uh, are you playing regularly right now? I was playing PGA. I think I don't know. I, I'll probably go in and out of that. And we're gonna pull you back in tonight. Yo, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, we'll make the the millionaire maker winning lineup tonight. Um, and then after that, I'll probably retire from from PGA DFS forever. I just can't seem to get good at it. Um, it's been weird. It's been weird these last at least five or six tournaments. Like the cut is usually not in the one, two percent, six to six range. This has been this has been pretty strange. So okay. I would I would, you know, you could roll it back, but I would I would think about keep going for a little bit, especially since the interest is high. I this is how bad I've been. How bad I've been at PGA is last week I only lost like five percent of my buy-ins and I won a lot of seats and like qualifiers to the millimaker this week. Nice. I still lost 5% of my buy-ins and I felt like I won a GPP. Like I literally feel like I'm on top of the world. I, it feels like I'm on a heater right now just because I barely lost. That's how bad I've been. So how many weeks have there been of PGA since it came back? It came back in like mm-hmm. mid. Okay. So yeah, eight, two months. Yeah. 
I don't think I've profited once, and I think I've played every single week. Found it, brother. I'm right here with yeah. you. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and I know you need a, a big sample size, and I, I've seen players kind of tilting on Twitter that are way better players than me that are talking about how nobody wins at PGA DFS. Um, and maybe they're just kind of How often in NHL do you go like a week and a half without – profiting so that's what i forget too like this it's just like the money's tied up for so long and i kind of forget about it and then the next week i'm like oh, i didn't do that bad I'll, I'll like register again for just a few hundred dollars or whatever and try my luck again the tournaments are massive um but for whatever reason like i maybe it's, it's not a stacking sport and i'm just yeah. maybe maybe i'm better at stacking sports i don't know what it is but i I think I have like a career, like negative 40% PGA ROI. And it's I mean, not like a million bucks or whatever, but still. The NHL cool. tournaments have like what? A thousand people in them? I think like five to 7,000 usually. Five and seven. Yeah. So PGA, the Millie's going to have a hundred thousand. Right. And, and these other ones, they're huge. So like you're, it's a lot harder to cash. Yeah. There's that many people. It's going to take a lot longer. It's you know it's like football too. Football, if you just play the big, huge, couple hundred thousand people tournaments each week, you you might not cast the whole year. You're just trying to talk me into to playing PGA and, and maybe getting the lucky bank so you can just take all my money. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> were you about to say you might not cash a whole year like Peter? <laughs> you can you can let it rip. That's what I said yeah. Hey, I have I have come to peace with my contrarian strategy. I'm going to eat shit day after day, week after week. And one of these days, the screenshot king is going to emerge from the ashes. Okay? <laughs> but my bar for screenshots keeps getting lower. It used to be six figures. Now I'm down to five figures, four figure score. We're, we're firing a screenshot. That's where we're at now. You're breaking oh. Crane's rules. Yeah. So, Jake, have you? Uh, were you paying attention to uh, the Twitter drama this week? It seemed like screenshots were the topic du jour. I usually pay attention. I very rarely get in on it. Um, like, I don't know. I don't want any of that smoke of any of these guys that are way better at Twitter than me, including you, Peter. So I'm glad I'm on your good side, at least, at least yeah. for now. For now. Um, Watch yourself. Yeah. I, I don't take this lightly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really screenshot much. I, I did when I first started playing, but that was to like 500 followers, like my high school friends that, you know, didn't care, but I thought maybe they did. I just like, all right, I'm trying to be like Osimo. I'm trying to be like brick. I'm trying to be like petty theft. Like all, all these guys, like Peter, like Peter. Yep. Hand in hand. Um, Don't laugh. Brian. Like if I want to be that in five years or whatever, I should, you know, act like I want to be a great DFS player. And um not saying you can't screenshot, I think there's probably times like when you win a live final, you win your first live final, you win your, you know, you win the million maker. Like, yeah, everyone wants to see that screenshot. But if you're a habitual screenshotter and then like the worst thing in the world is the habitual screenshotter that gets pretty quiet for six months. And uh, that's, I mean, there's a number of guys I'm thinking about that uh, that's happened to, or that used to be good. Um and then people start calling you on that, and that's kind of embarrassing. For you me, know, uh, you're you're not going to join the movement with that attitude. Oh, do a join the movement joke, Brian. I would go there too. <laughs> yeah. The, the so, high mind is working. What's what join the movement? Is that is that uh, a another site? Yeah, one of our competitors. Yeah, he must not Twitter very much. Look at no, Jake I, is I, such I, a pro. He knows Alex has like a little uh, laser or taser there if he mentions another competitor site. So Jake went to like a vague generality. What a pro <laughs> move. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked out the stuff. I don't like we've got everything on our site that I look at. So well, to me, I think there's the way I see it, and this is kind of like what you were saying, Jake. Is there's there's the people who. Are, are playing low stakes and whatever. And they're, they're truly thrilled because it is legitimately hard yeah. to win at DFS and they're truly excited 
to win. And that, and that is one thing if they want to share that and whatever, I, I think where it comes from is using it exclusively as a promotional tool over and over and over in that when there's a sense of deception to it, where people feel like, you know, I, I think the argument of, Oh, if you had 150 lines that we all know that that's yeah. stupid, but it's the idea of like, Hey, we're highlighting the, the rare spikes and forgetting all of the losing weeks. And that's why it's such kind of a, a powerful marketing tool and also an incredibly deceptive one because it doesn't paint the, paint the entire picture of what's going on. Yeah, so, and that's kind of what first got me hooked on like DFS culture, like the screenshots. Cause back in 2015, 2016, it was every night. Like I was like, man, how are guys like subs from this site just winning every night? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it works is the bad part uh, or the sad part or whatever you want to call it. Or maybe the good part if you're um, getting subscri subscribers from it. But I don't know. Alex doesn't do it like when he binks 200K in one night or 100K three times in the span of a couple days. So, Brian, what would it take for you to do a screenshot? I don't know. Ask nicely. I don't care. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't care that other people do it either. I just think it's funny, and I like that there's tell oh. stuff going on. So no, no, no. no you, I want to know you doing a screenshot. What do you? Yeah, do you I, have I, seven I figures. No, no, I'll do it. You don't do screenshots. No, I know, but if someone asked me, I guess I'd put it up there. But, I don't but know. Brian, I, I think screenshots. Yeah, it's just not your personality. I guess if it's like your personality, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I probably won't do whatever, it. Whatever. But I'm saying I don't really care that other people do it. Honestly, I don't think it's no. That you good. shouldn't. No, I no. Think, really care it's it's twitter it's supposed to be fun and there's outwear sometimes i mean if that company if a company has some horrible marketing campaign non-dfs related i don't stew over that either you know yeah. what i mean i don't care right. but it's funny to make fun of i'm all for that that's what it that's the thing it's like you're allowed to screenshot as much as you want and we're allowed to make fun of it as much as we want it goes both you ways you know what i thought osmo should do is have the osmo.com twitter shout him out so not his personal one but the we do have that uh it's called awesome hall of fame it, it's usually just for like subscribers just so they are like yeah no, right I mean, awesome uh, the awesome twitter so not the the site's twitter account not alex's he means oh, like, yeah. like the main like awesome underscore.com sure. just just yeah they should shout out tom and you and just do it automatically unless you guys don't want, I mean, unless you guys refuse to. Yeah. I don't think like, cool. I want a, a 10 K to first tournament in NHL. Like, yeah, no one, I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. Um, you were the master of taking second there for a while, Jay. Last I was, oh, I was, uh, yeah, I remember I, I was, you did think some though too. You were, you were running pretty, pretty, pretty smooth there. I ran way. I think I ran, way better this year pre-COVID in NHL. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. Are you, are you in the uh, MLB streets right now as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I didn't really mention MLB. Uh, didn't have a very good season at all last year. Um, so tried to, you know, work on some things. It's gone okay. I think I've been about a break-even player through the first couple weeks. But, like, I didn't even play on DK – uh, the last couple of days just because I've been doing NHL and doing some other shows and stuff like that. So when yeah, I, when I get to it, yeah. has, uh, I mean, I'll ask both of you guys, cause I, I got intimidated. I was, I was ready to jump into MLB and then all of the late scratches and, and lineups being released late. And I was like, this is too stressful. I need the PGA where everything's settled, you know, well in advance. Uh, have, have you guys both been uh, trucking along, uh, Brian, are you still rolling on baseball? Oh yeah. Yeah. Love baseball. Has it, has it been, uh, more stressful than usual though? Um, just the no. number of sports has to be right. No, because, because, cause, cause NBA locks at one thirty during the day, you know, what's been the stressful part is getting to the golf course and then getting back and doing my <laughs> NBA lineups, you know, and then I got MLB and then the show. So I haven't had, I haven't showered yet. This is this is the stressful part of it. Um, that I couldn't do NHL though. There's no way. So NHL and and um, NBA those it was really tough. So like that's another reason why I wasn't gonna do it on well, after COVID 
is because I know like Jake can get his lineups in. It seems like when there's because there is Jake, there is a lot of you know like last second line changes and stuff like that in yeah. NHL and um uh and so like I just couldn't do it because I had too much money going on in the NBA. So it's like I'm not gonna I'm just gonna leave this goalie in there and however many lineups I have, I just eat it. And I'm like, I, and, I, and I, I would have to do that too many times now post COVID. Do you, do you have the YouTube open too, uh, Peter? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. Uh, Petty Theft's ears must have been burning when Jake was lifting off his heroes, me, Brian, Petty Theft, Awesomeo. And then he came out here. Uh, Sharky season. Is this, your, is this your nickname? Yeah. He calls me Sharky. Um, Petty, Petty's a great guy. Uh, he's, so he's the, one of the guys I study. Um, for, for every sport, really. I just like the way he thinks. Um, he doesn't, it's not strictly data from what I understand. Like he uses some of his own intuition. I think I've talked about Tim about it a little bit. Um, so so just kind of different secrets right now. I, I wish I knew him. Uh, and if I were him, I would be vague and call it intuition as well. Um, but yeah, just a phenomenal player. Like that's, yeah, I'll send you the money on PayPal later. See, the reason Petty oh, Theft is on my personal shit list is it was my dream to win the League of Legends online championship. Oh, I fired a single bullet, and look, if I had as many lineups as Petty Theft, I would have won it too. That's okay? right. And I think all of us would have. So congratulations, Petty Theft. You had the big enough bankroll to win the tournament. <laughs> congratulations. He was complaining about how he wasn't playing League of Legends very well like the night before and uh he ended up with a bunch of seats that's by the way ended up with a bunch of seats into the the highest dollar tournament or he, he maxed out the highest dollar tournament so he must have not thought he was doing too poorly and uh banked the the 100k or was it 150k i can't even remember it was a lot of money that's called uh that's called whining <laughs> yeah. and he had the money he's just complaining he's just complaining and for me it was supposed to be a coronation of my esports dfs thought leader trajectory i was a rocket ship to the moon and that was supposed to be my moment and he took that away from me so how did you end up finishing in that tournament um you, you know what it? i think i was bubble boy pete for that one i picked two winners you know, I had the four, Got three it. stack, I had two winners and they just massively underperformed. I think it was, I had the rogue warriors and they just eked out like 13 kills, uh, in a win or something. So it was, um, it was tilting. I was on the golf course, uh, with our friend of the show, Bobby Gomes. And I was, uh, watching little Asian boys play video games while I was walking down the fairway. So, uh, it was a great experience all around, just a fun way to light $550 on fire. Um, Okay. Jake, I think it's time to teach you how to play a little PGA DFS. Uh, we got our first major of the post-COVID uh, era. We have a million dollars to first, plus a tournament of championships entry on the line. Normally, what Brian and I do, we compare some of our exposures uh, for the week, mm -hmm. and then we build a lineup. Brian, I'll just kick things off right away. Do not have enough Ian Poulter for my liking. Uh, I have him down at 7%, although I won a bunch of tickets into the Millie Maker this week, and I found a way to put two Ian Poulter teams in so far. Fantastic, because I have none of them. So. <laughs> That's all I need to know, that I'm on the right track. If Rick has that <laughs> you can't jinx my real lineups. Now, yeah, where are you? Because this is a, a point of contention for Brian and I. I normally, in our shared lineup, I like putting the guys in that I have a lot of. Uh, Brian thinks of it as this voodoo doll that he uses for reverse jinxing his lineups. For for our shared lineup, do you lean towards doubling down on your guys or reverse jinxing the lineups you truly care about? No, I'm with you, Pete. That's like you take the guys that you want to win, don't you? Why? Why would you? You would think Brian's trying to sabotage me for his own gain, and that's really just no. I, I let you make your own decisions, <laughs> and hope you don't pick any of my guys. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you my top exposure right now is Justin Rose. Justin How you feeling Rose. about? You, you uh, heard of him? Look, I'm I'm at thirty six percent. Justin Rose. Hmm. Where the hell is he? Oh, isn't God, he like this isn't $300 good. this week? 
Yeah, he's pretty cheap. He's seventy eight hundred. Yeah, around five percent ownership. What? I kind of like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, see you. I think you knew you liked him right away, and you were trying to buy yourself a little bit of time to decide if you were going to say you did like him or didn't like him. No, no, I was searching for it. What uh, what ownership were you going to try to stay under? So I got like 87 or 8 is high. Yeah, my lineups were I was trying to stay under like the 60 range for the ones I was making earlier, but we can go more aggressive than that if you want. Now, do you, do you guys cap? Uh, because, and this has been talked about on Twitter a bunch. Um, people have shown the math behind this, but like, for me, like you could have a 70% owned lineup that is more unique than a 60% owned lineup. And so like I, I have issue too with like people, I guess I don't have issue if it works for people, great. But no, like go bang bang, shots fired, no, Jake Hart. We need a clip not, to promote later. Not a chance. I, I will not be going <laughs> bang bang on anyone. Um <laughs> uh but like I just run it like however and then like the top 10% projected lineups, however many lineups I run are always just garbage because they project really well, but everyone's going to have, like if you get duped in PGA, you shouldn't be getting duped all that often. Or, or am I wrong there? Just because there's only six spots. There's some dupes. There's some dupes. Um, it can, it can happen, but um, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't cap the salary was, I think what you were talking about, right? Cap and salary. Or just capping anything. Uh, uh, capping, capping total ownership, like some of yeah. ownership. Yeah. So as I, I do want to announce one more exposure that I have that's making me terribly uncomfortable, and I desperately need Brian to say he has some of this guy because I have 25% exposure right now to a $6,900 golfer that's only going to be 3% owned. His name, I believe, is Matthias Schwab. Brian? I like, I like him. Schwab? Okay. Whew. I don't know if I like him this week. What's his salary? It's sixty nine hundred. It's very, very nice. Um, I somehow ended up with so much of him. I think because I'm getting so many studs and duds lineups with him, and then like two of the big guys are Rory and Rom, or you know Rory and DeChambeau kind of thing. He's another one of those Euro PGA players who's kind of making the transition over. He's been playing a decent amount lately. He's going to transition to greatness, is what he's going to do. Oh, dollars. <laughs> So I just wanted to get it out there now. So when you wonder why is Peter putting Matthias Schwab into our lineup, you know why. Okay, uh, Jake, do you have any play? I know you said you, you've been focused on NHL, MLB. Do you have any any guys you like this week? No worries if you don't, but just giving you a chance to uh, claim a brand guy for the show. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> see. I, I can come up with one. Um, saw some bad talk about Xander. Um mm. So we're not going to go with him. Yeah, we'd we'd run you off the show as a chalk donkey if you. This did is that. the major, right? So where's that one guy uh, with Kepka? percent, yeah, Kepka, yeah, <laughs> right. What? Well, that's a pretty good narrative, huh? Got so, play? do you, Brian? Why don't you explain to him kind of the Brooks Kepka history on the show? Because, well, actually, Jake knows it, but it's it's rough. Yeah, we've taken Brooks multiple times, and his brother. And the week we don't take him was last week when he was he tied for third, but he's basically in second most of the time there. Yeah, the week we rostered his brother Chase Kepka. Chase shot uh he was plus seventeen, I believe, for the, the tournament before he missed the cut. Uh so the Kepka brothers, uh, we have a very tumultuous relationship with them. Uh last week, as an update, we had rostered Paul Casey. That didn't go too well, did it, Brian? Um, no, <laughs> plus he, he's just been, been garbage, but I, I sent you a message on, uh, uh, Twitter, the double revenge narrative. Oh yeah. I mean, game. two, two wrongs make a right kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think that has to happen. So, you know, Jake, Brian and I go halvesies on this. You want to get in thirdsies on a Lowell's live PGA lineup? Yeah, of course. And I think the only thing we should work it out now. So there will be the tournament of champions entry. I believe that is going to be taking place down in, in Florida. Um, you, Brian and I will get the two queen beds. Uh, we can try to ask the front desk if they have a cot. 
but yeah. you should probably bring like a sleeping bag or something just in case. Well, you mentioned I'm pretty young, so I can handle a night on the floor. Uh, okay. Where you guys, you guys might have a harder time with that. So, makes sense. Jake thinks he's being like nice and you know deferring to us, but really he's just needling needling us for being old and not capable of having a crippling backache after we sleep on the floor. As long as I get the bed, I don't I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I can take the bed if you want. Like that's fine. You can take Peter's bed. Yeah. Get get a few drinks of me and I'll be ready to snuggle, Jake. I mean, so that that'll be fine. Um. Okay. Let's build a lineup i'm just doing it i'm i'm kicking things off with schwab you can't stop me a 6900 player all right <laughs> i just want to see what the, the news is on him collected 13 points in the modified stableford format of sunday's final round at the Bar barracuda championship to end the week in a tie for third with 37 total points to me brian that screams top form Sure, why not? I, I honestly don't. I'm a, I've got like three percent of them right now. I don't know what I'll end up with after the show. I'm gonna finish up, but well, now you got four percent of him, brother. All right, Jake. All right, uh, let's see. I'm using one of the tools that Alex uh has on the site, so I'm a company man, yeah. I, I guess I kind of am, but this is actually <laughs> what I use. Um, so maybe it says something about me that I'm not performing well in PGA and using uh, tools of the best player. Wow, you went from a company man to fired on the spot. I mean, what a turn of events there. <laughs> no, I said it says something about me. It's not the, the tools are great. I just maybe need to put some more time into learning how to use them effectively. Uh, so I, I wasn't part of last week's show, obviously, but looks like Casey might be a little bit underowned. Double revenge, yeah. Narrative. I, I like it. The double revenge narrative. Brian and I are not scared of going back to the well. The, that the, was the, my pick. It was your pick. I was going to take Casey. Double revenge narrative. Can't. There's no way he can lose. He's definitely going to T three here at least. Because as you know, Jake, we build a lineup so gross that people literally feel the need to put vomit emojis in the chat. The reactions elicit stuff like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone <laughs> could actually put Paul Casey in a lineup. So the fact that you're willing to do that, you found the only two people in this on this planet that are willing to do it with you. So you're in the right spot. <laughs> there we go. I can't watch this show anymore if you roster him again. <laughs> they, I, I, I don't blame these people. I've hated every single lineup we've been this. <laughs> oh, it's been fun. The deposit has to drain his account somehow. Brian, the ball is in your court uh, here. In between reverse jinx, jinx, or or just an actual value play. How much we got? Eighty nine hundred average salary remaining. And what was Casey's ownership? Because I, I have those. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have Casey at five percent, five and a half percent. What do you have Schwab at? Like three, three and a half percent projected. Yeah. Oh man, the world is your oyster right now, Brian. You can pick anything. I mean, hmm. I kind of like the Brooksy Kepka idea. Yeah. He, he might actually be good though. Too good for this lineup. <laughs> Brian, see, this is where Brian does the calculus, and he's like, "Hmm, I'm gonna have 16% Brooks Kepka if I put him in this lineup. That's gonna sink 16% of my lineups." Wait, what should... happens to the universe if I pick Ian Poulter right now? Wow, the oh. universe is gonna love you. Hmm. Look at Brian tried to jinx my lineups with a Poulter pick <laughs> after he said he has zero percent Poulter. You're so cruel. Uh, no, I won't do it to you. I'll let you pick him. <laughs> All right. I gotta pick the here. I got enough Poulter in my life. How about we we need some salary, right? How about we need a stud? Who's your favorite top end guy? No, we're not taking him. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want to sink the line. <laughs> How are you superstitious? How are you superstitious? You're we a have player. It's all data. Someone that's ready to leave yeah. the show because of the Paul Casey. You need to bring him back with your true favorite top end play this week. You know, uh, you said you said uh, Petty has uh, intuition. Well, I have jinx theory. Okay, okay. Jake, that's Fair my enough. that's my thing. All right, it's all about jinxing and reverse jinxing your lineups. All this other stuff is secondary. Um, I'll let you guys pick between. How about Xander or um, Brooksy? 
or Webb or Cantley. I'm looking at those guys, the studs up there. I don't want to do Xander. He seems like he's going to be the highest owned guy on the slate. Yeah, he is. Um, of those guys, Webb, I have projected the lowest at 14 and a half. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Or, or we could go with the the Kepka. I don't mind it. Or Kepka have at 16.1. Um, I mean, all these guys have ownership. There's not much we can do, really. So, yeah. Either one, either they're about the same. Okay, we did. How about this tiebreaker from the chat? Kaiser Soze says, or we could do random number generator. <laughs> you you love your random number generator. Yeah, that way makes most of my tough decisions. Okay, here here we'll do this. I actually because I have my uh, I have my wheel that I use for my randomizer show. So we could we can put the drama in for this. Who are the? Tell me the ones you want me to add. And no, I'm not updating my flash player. Brooks Kepka. No, get out of here. Webb Simpson. And let's just do those two because the because Xander and Cantley have a lot of ownership. I'm projecting them. Sorry, cool. say this. How is my Kepka and Webb? Kepka and Webb. Okay. Okay. Some this my, my wheel is crashing on me now. I got to go to random list generator, which is random.org. I'm there. I'm there. Okay, so it's between Kepka and Webb. Why is my computer dying? How did my computer just get spammed? What is going on? I've got an idea. What is your idea? <clears throat> uh, this is. Did my computer just get a virus? Happened? I was I was having an idea about why your computer might be getting spammed. You're not okay. going to be a porn joke, is it? Uh, no. Well, you never know. I can go to DraftKings, but I can't go to a wheel. Too, too many deposit affiliate uh, links. <laughs> broke your computer. Why can't I go to every site except a, a random list generator? Why don't you go to random.org? This is this is so tilting. Do you have like a virus? It, it, almost it, it, it looks like I have a virus on randomizers. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, All right. Say Brooks is one, Capco's two. Well, I gotta, I gotta find which one to use now. Just, just <laughs> use, it's right up there, in the top right corner. This? Yeah. No. In the search. Download it. The true random number generator. Okay. You just want a number. Yeah, it's easy. Okay, you want higher than 50? Okay, fine. fair enough. I like that. I like okay, that. and lower it's web? Yeah. This and, is 50, and if it's 50, it's somebody else. <laughs> if it's 50, <laughs> I need to get a uh, cleanup for my computer. Okay, here we go. 38. Brooks. Do we said Brooks, right? Under 50. No, we said, we, I'm pretty sure we said Webb. Yeah, we said Webb. Okay, this is some of the worst TV we've ever done. I love it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we're back around after all of that. We did. We did listen to you, Kaiser. We came back. We came back to you. Okay, let me go back to my exposures. I, I'm going to continue to reverse jinx my lineups. Brian already gave his implicit stamp of approval on this. Justin Rose is going in, Brian. Okay. Deal with it. All right, that's fine. So, so Brian, you don't have a lot of Rose then? Or not I, have, no, I have a decent amount, but okay. he hates it. He's been playing like crap. Lately, so I think that's some sort of reverse jinx in there. So I'm okay with it. All right. Okay, Jake, it's back to you. Okay, so I, I did just register for a couple of 20 maxes. So I've got some skin in the game here. Ran some lineups using ownership. Um, is this too much? Is it is it too much uh, total ownership to use Rory here? So we, we have 30% ownership right now, and we want to be what, like uh, under 60 if we can do it? So I, I think we I, can do Rory. I have Rory projected at um, 15.1% ownership. Okay. Yeah, we got him at just under 17. So so if we do Rory, that leaves us 7,400 and what, Brian? 10% of ownership? Yeah, let me. We have 44, 45% on. Yeah, 15%. So plenty. Okay. All right. So now you can, uh, you can squeeze this in here. 7,400. Let me um, out of those yeah. 7,300 guys. Oh, Matthew yeah. Wolf, I like him. Ches Ravy. Um, no Chucky, no Chucky three sticks this week. Oh, he's not playing. He's not playing. <laughs> I'm going to take Bronco up on this. I'll pay for your entry if three of your guys make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Rory, Casey. Well, we got Webb, Rosen. 
Is there any weather concerns? I haven't even looked. Weather concerns. Let me head over to uh, my guy, Kevin Roth. He'll always tweet about this. So let's see, Kevin. One more look at PGA Championship weather. Thursday afternoon, golfers will see the worst winds. So that would be uh, Monday, the Thursday morning, guys, would be the guys who are going to get hit on Friday afternoon. What was, did you, oh, was it say Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon? Thursday afternoon, golfers will see the worst winds. Okay. So tomorrow's afternoon, guys. Okay. So let's see anybody. It's going to be all of our golfers. Webb, Casey. <laughs> you know what the one thing I've always said is that Casey is great in the wind. He actually performs better in the wind. What what wind is he talking about? Did you even look at it? Because if it's like 10, 12 miles an hour, I'm not. I didn't, I didn't look at it. I'm not going right, well, to reveal his goods on the show. Yeah. But I will in another browser. And then Isn't I'll it free? See. Isn't it free? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's behind the paywall. Okay. PGA. Okay. They're they're PGA weather. I don't know. They some they put stuff. Yeah. In. yeah. Well, whatever. I'll whatever. Deal. Who cares? So Ross kind of sucks, anyways. Winds continue to climb. Should be around 15 miles per hour more for most of the afternoon and early evening. Gusts should be closer to 25 miles per hour. Okay. That's not good. <laughs> Seems bad. Yeah, if you guys ever golfed in 38 mile an hour winds, it's it's like completely pointless. So should we should we go off a web back to Kepka? Well, there's Casey there too, but he's got the double revenge narrative. That's why I'm thinking we change one of them, but not Casey. Casey's All just right. too good to change. Why don't we just change them both and stack the morning? Let's stack the morning. We're Jake gonna is, make a good lineup. Jake's right. is his stacking sport guy, anyways. We'll stack yeah. the early morning. I like this. Okay. That's what Jake needed to get into PGA was a stacking angle. You can stack weather in PGA for sure. Um, Finau, Cantlay, uh, Jason Day, um, Daniel Berger, Xander, Tyrell Hatton, Morikawa. All those guys are good. Brooks. Okay, so Kepka's up there. Let's do Kepka because he was who we were debating between yeah. anyway. So Kepka, Justin Rose, they're good. Yep. Who's the other guy we had? We have Rory and my guy Schwab. Okay, hold on. Mins. Rory. Rory works. Was it Matthias, right? Yes. Don't break my heart. Uh, no. Nope. Morning. Morning, guys. Let's go, Matthias. 25%. <laughs> I knew I liked this guy. Okay. So, and then we got Brooksy back in there. We got Brooksy. We got 6,700 left for two golfers. Okay. <laughs> we just need two shitty golfers it, that, that are in the morning. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Let me put Brooks in here to see. Well, I guess we should have no problem with ownership. <laughs> with, I, uh, I can't envision ownership being an issue. Yeah. Here's another guy that was showing up at some of my studs and duds lineups. Any love for Robert McIntyre? I was just going to say him. He's the only guy I got below 7K. <laughs> my crush. Ryan? He's at, he's afternoon. God. Oh, man. 114. It's so hard Two to go. Nine. Okay. Uh, Lucas Glover? He's in the morning. Any love for the glove? Works for me. <laughs> Look at this. Well, let's see how much. Sometimes he can get some salary on him, though. 67. So it leaves, that leaves us with 68. I got four and a half projected ownership for him. Sabatina. Um, leaves, yeah, we got plenty of, plenty of ownership to spare here. Luke List for Telly. Yeah, those guys are all good. Uh, I mean, Luke List is a bomber. I heard this was a bomber's course. Kelly can go off, you know, every once in a while. Who else do we got in the morning here? Let's see what the little note is. Listed in the field for this week's PGA Championship. That's Ooh. good to know. What about, what about Steve Stricker, old man Steve Stricker? You love these old guys. Wait, how old is Stricker? Like 80. 
He's been around forever. Yeah. No way, dude. I'm not getting, that old. He's like 55. Oh, my God. I'm getting excited thinking about Stricker. How old is he? Oh, my God. 53 years old. Let's go. <laughs> Does that mean we want to upgrade Glover, though? If you really want Stricker, yeah, we could do that. Oh, I want Stricker. Okay. Without Poulter, I need Stricker. All right, so that gives us 7,400. We're back up. We, we're in that tier. Someone in the chat earlier had said Adam Hadwin in print. He's in this range. Neiman is a guy I got to a little bit. Um, Wes, 7,300. Wes on YouTube. Hadwin, Hadwin in the afternoon. Um, okay. Joaquin is in the afternoon. Hmm. What about Stenson? I think I had a little bit of Stenson. Yeah, I have a lot of Stenson actually. Stenson is in the morning. I say we fire Stenson. He's he's pretty old too, so he's. Are you kidding? Perfect. He's probably like forty-three, I would guess, something like that. And he's Swedish. And he's Swedish, yeah. Forty-four. Let's go. The geriatric ward is going to win us a milli. All right. Let's let me let's see the total ownership on that. Yeah. Um. Well, he's actually, I got him at 6.1% owned. We got 47.5%. So this shouldn't be duped unless some asshole dupes us. In the, well, I'll tell you one person who's not duping it, Bronco Bick. <laughs> he's, he's not touching this lineup. Uh, you know, I actually I actually don't hate this lineup, except Stricker. Uh, Stricker's, Stricker is a uh, bridge too far, I think. But um, – he can make the cut, and 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 these kind of—he's uh, so damn old now. He's basically, uh, 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 what's it called, senior championship level at this point. He, he's like a little better than that, though. Look, he can he can do it. He can make the cut. This is a you know this is a lot going on in the world for these young bucks. They got a lot of stuff on their mind. These savvy veterans that have been around the sun a few times, Brian, this is where they really shine, okay? This is the first post-COVID major. They don't have the steely resolve that a Stricker does, okay? I think he is positioned to take this tournament down. <laughs> you just heard of him five minutes ago. <laughs> all you have to do is have conviction, all right, Brian? Just join the movement. <laughs> Matthias Schwab's only 25. I don't know why you like him so much. Uh, well, I just like him because I have a percent of ownership for every year of his life uh, right now. <laughs> That's the only reason. Um, okay. I'm hitting enter on this bad boy. All right. We are going thirdsies on this lineup. Jake Hari, thank you so much for joining us this week. How uh, how did it feel coming on the industry flagship show, Lulz? Yeah, felt felt great. Thanks for having me. Uh, got to talk a little bit of DFS and um, had an excuse to, you know, make sure my girlfriend doesn't get too mad at me. So uh, told her I had a show and she was cool with that. So if I told her I was talking to you guys, maybe she wouldn't be. But uh, a show. <laughs> way so, more. Oh, so she thinks you were getting paid for this. Uh, okay. <laughs> well. Right. When when you win three hundred thirty three thousand dollars and a cot at the La Quinta, uh, you are going to uh, be in her good graces. Yeah, no kidding. So looking forward to that and meeting up and uh, and all sleeping in the same room after we bink this. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, Jake, where else can the the people find you? Get the get the Osmo plugs in here. Sure. Uh, yeah, Osmo.com. That's. Uh, where you'll find me, my Twitter handle is uh, below me, so you guys can see that. It's just my name. Um, but, this is also a very popular podcast, so you, you want it audio only for, for some of our listeners. Yeah, say if, if you like the sweet, sultry sounds of my voice, then tune in to the Osmo NHL show where you can see my yeah. face. Yeah, I do NHL shows for Osmo uh, on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Osmo. we got a bunch of great guys over there uh, producing content pretty much all day. So uh, if you haven't heard of us, come check us out. Brian, any final words? No, I think this is our this is our best PGA lineup yet. And that's uh, not saying much, but I think this is it. This is the one. I can't believe we had to get rid of Paul Casey, though. That hurt. 
that, that the, yeah, the double revenge narrative. Double He's revenge. definitely T3ing it, but maybe he won't get enough birdies and and Steve Stricker will just get just enough. There we go. All right, mm. guys. This has been real. Thank you to our guest, Jake Hari, for joining us for Brick 75, aka Brian Hooper. For Mr. Stricker, I'm Peter Overzet. We'll see you guys next week. This has been Lulz. therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month that's better help h-e-l-p when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.